Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Danny K. White. I am the author of several books, including Decluttering at the Speed of Life and Organizing for the Rest of Us. And I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is number 344, and I think I'm going to call it Getting Unstuck. So I am answering some questions from the uh, form that I have. Sometimes I will answer these in YouTube lives and sometimes I'll do them here on the podcast, but I have a form where you can submit questions um, for me to answer. I mean, they're not time sensitive questions. Pretty sure some of these people, they've already answered their own question. But anyway, they're always helpful because I know if one person asks the question, a lot of people have it. And it just gives us a chance to talk about applying these decluttering principles and concepts to everyday, real life, real people situations. So I'm going to be answering some of those today. And as I was looking through them, the word that kept coming to mind was stuck. You know, people have real life situations that are overwhelming. They are legitimate challenges. And that's one of those things where sometimes I feel like as someone who struggled with clutter, I would face legitimate challenges and I either knew because people had said it to me or I knew because I'd heard people say it in regards to other things or I knew because I just thought, okay, well, a normal person would not struggle with this or whatever, uh, that the the most natural, sometimes feeling to be justified reaction is just to say, hey, you got to get over that. And like, I would know I got to get over this. I know this is a a challenge that I just have to get over because there's not a perfect answer. There's not just a, oh, do this and everything's solved. And yet it was hard for me. So I've had to work through many similar challenges to the ones we're going to talk about today and have had to get myself unstuck. Okay. And so that's basically what we're going to talk about. There is no, there are no perfect solutions. There are no hey, tell everybody in your house these five words and they're all going to be super excited to be on board with the vision that you have for your home. I mean, that's just, that's not reality, right? But we do have to get unstuck, right? Because getting stuck is just me staying frustrated. And that's not what we do around here. We talk about how to actually make real progress in your home, how to get through, work through these situations. Many times it's a mindset change. Sometimes it's very practical things, but the goal is how can I get unstuck in this situation? So whatever it is that you're actually dealing with in your home that has you stuck, hopefully talking through these situations and ideas for getting unstuck will give you ideas for how to get unstuck in your situation. Make sense? Okay. All right. So first question, I don't give names on here. Just, you know, in case you're scared to ask a question because you think I'll give a name. Uh, I know sometimes I'll have people say, please, if you ever answer this, don't use my name. I'm like, I 
that's understood around here, right? Okay. Question is, I'm well on my way to decluttering, but have one issue that I'm struggling with. Storing items for my daughter when she gets her own home. Okay. And she goes on and she explains that her daughter's living in a situation right now that is just temporary. Okay. Like she's paying off debt. They're in this situation where she knows that she's going to want certain things that the mom has right now. This is the mom asking the question and they just feel like they're in a holding pattern. Okay. Because she feels like she can't make any more progress in her own home because of this holding pattern. Okay. And she says, storage is not an issue for me because my home is very large, but it feels like I can't make any more progress in this holding pattern. Okay. So there's no perfect solution here, right? Like I am a parent of adult kids. Didn't I say that last week trying to figure out what, how, mm. anyway, I'm recording this before y'all have given me the answer to how to actually like what to call your adult kids who are not kids, but you don't just say my adults, right? Anyway, so I get it. Like I'm not in the exact same situation that you're in, but I do get that it's like, okay, this is kind of, uh, what do I do with these things? Because I love my kids, right? And I want to help them. I mean, this is something I'm able to do. And so I want to do that, but you feel like it's stopping you from your decluttering. Now, the thing for you to remember is that starting in visible areas, doing what you can do, going ahead and working in spaces that are full on your own spaces, make sure that you're not not doing that because of the daunting idea of this is going to be a problem at some point in the decluttering process. And I don't know that you're there. It didn't sound like you're necessarily there, but that happens to a lot of us who struggle with clutter. Okay. We are overwhelmed just in general with our home and our stuff and the idea of getting rid of it and the idea that we haven't necessarily been successful at these things in the past. And so we get stuck on the thing that we know is going to be a challenge in the future. Okay. Because this is a legitimate challenge. The, what you're dealing with here, it's legitimate. All right. But we get stuck thinking about the challenge that is definitely going to come up down the line when in reality we could do a lot before we ever got to that challenge. Okay. So for me, that's where I have to tell myself, Dana, When I start fixating on something, getting stuck in something, I say, wait, is this an actual challenge right now? Is there something I can do even though in the end I might not be able to be completely finished because of this challenge down the line? Is there something I can do now and make this space better? You know, we talked about this in the last couple of podcasts is this idea of, yes, The future brings challenges. Yes, being consistent is going to be a challenge. Yes, but what can I do right now? And it's always worth it to do the things right now, okay? So you had said at the end of yours, um, do you have any suggestions other than be patient? Yes, absolutely. So the container concept comes into play here. You said, now this would be a different conversation if you said, I live in a tiny home and... I am being asked to 
you know, store all of these things that, that my daughter might want in the future, but I don't have room to sit down at my dining room table and eat dinner. You know, I mean, like that would be a different conversation. We're not having that conversation. We're having the conversation based on your situation, which is you said storage is not an issue for me because my home is very large. All right. But that doesn't mean that you want your entire home to be storage, right? Like you are working on decluttering your home, which means you're working on making your home more usable, more more livable, all that kind of stuff, all right? So we're gonna apply the container concept here. Like what space in your home do you have to devote to her storing things for the future, okay? Maybe it's, a bedroom that's not being used for anything else. And then giving yourself permission to say, that's the place where I we would look first for the things that she has said she definitely wants for the future. This might be an opportunity for you to say, hey, I'm working on decluttering my house. You know that I found this crazy lady on the internet, right? About a year ago, you said you started in August of 2021. So I found this crazy lady She has this container concept thing. She has this where would I look for it first thing. I know it doesn't make any sense, but just trust me, it's really working for me, okay? And if she's your daughter, you know, daughters tend to know the things that we've struggled with in the past, right? Because they lived in our house. So just be open and honest and say, this is what I'm working on. I would like to devote this room that I have to your stuff, okay? To your stuff for the future, Where would you look for it first? We're going to look for it in this room because it's making it harder for me to declutter my own house when I just have to work around things. So instead, we're going to use this space as a storage unit. And that's your gift to your daughter, right? Is that she's not having to pay for a storage unit, which would be a totally valid option to ask her to pay for a storage unit if you were living in the tiny house and you didn't have room to devote to this, right? But because you do, and you've said you have a large house and you sounds like you're willing, then you say, okay, this is the amount of space that I have. And then put the things in that space, you know, and if, and, and ask her to come over and help you put the things in that space, like come over, pick the things that you're going to want to use. And we're going to put them in this storage space for you. Because that gives you a place where you would look first for these things. It also helps her, ideally, if she comes over and goes through the action of putting stuff in that room, it gives her more of an understanding than just the ambiguous, oh, once we move into a house, then I'm going to have all, you know, my mom's stuff. You know, oh, we'll be able to furnish a house because I'm going to have whatever I need from my mom's house. Well, that's ambiguous, right? And as long as it's that, then it's kind of like, oh, mom, just keep everything because I might want it later. Well, that's that's not an option for you right now because you're working on decluttering your house. So instead saying, come over, pick what you're going to want and let's put it in there. And then that room becomes a container. And so if that room gets full, you know, maybe kind of casually mention, this is the room that I have. So you know, if anything doesn't fit in here, you'll have to get rid of something. Okay. Just knowing that there's a limit changes how everything looks. And suddenly it's like, wait a minute. And I always shake my head when I say this, because that's actually what happens physically when I'm in these situations as I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this inside of a container, a limited space, whether that's a cabinet or a closet or whatever. Um, I'm going to put this in a container. Oh, wait, I 
actually don't love this thing. Like this thing is not actually worth being in this space to me. And just that action is going to help. So it's a way for you to get unstuck and for you to go ahead, you know, let's, let's just live in reality. And maybe she, you know, is working all the time and doesn't have time to come over or lives far away or whatever. And then anything that you think, you know, as you're decluttering in your own home and you come across something and you think, wait, I think this is something that she maybe implied that she would want someday. Okay. But I know that I don't want it in my space. Okay. I'm going to take it to that space right now. You might text her a picture of this thing and say, Hey, do you want this to go in the space that, you know, that room is now let's just have I don't like saying real talk, but that's what this is. Okay. About, um, parenting and all that kind of stuff. I know that one of my kids, number one strategies in, um, getting me to get off of whatever kick I'm on that is, they feel like is, you know, annoying or making their life difficult is just, they just kind of procrastinate answering me. (laughs) I'm laughing. It's not funny. Um, but like they, it's possible that it's going to take 12 texts or 50 texts. I don't know before your daughter starts to go. Oh, I think my mom is actually serious about this this time. You know, I mean, like that's my kids. They're just kind of like, uh huh. What? Yeah. Okay, mom. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. You know, and then you think, really? Does she really want that? Well, she may just, I don't know. I'm just saying it may take some time. There's no quick answer, but it's a way for you to get unstuck. You can be unstuck because you have a plan and you have a limit. You have this one space that you are devoting to stuff for your daughter. And maybe it still has a guest bed in there and you're not going to take all that out. But okay, I think you even said something about a, a bedroom set or something that she might use. You know, she's thinking she might use as a second bedroom set. Okay, that bedroom then that has the bedroom set in it already. Maybe that's the room. That's the room where you do that. And maybe before you do that, you declutter that space of your stuff and get rid of things and all that. You know, I mean, like, so it's not easy. Nobody's saying it easy. It's easy. But having a plan, a way to move forward that gets you unstuck. So I'm saying, so explain, hey, I've been listening to this crazy lady. You know, it's been working, you know, or even if you don't, it has. Um, I've really, I'm really working on the house. And so I am going to give you, see how nice I am. I'm going to give you this room that already has this bedroom set in it that you said that you want. I'm going to make that room your storage unit. Okay. But that's the space that we're going to need to fit anything in that you're going to want to take once you have your own house. But I'm going to go ahead and declutter the rest of the house and anything that I come across that I think you want, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to ask you and you're you tell me if you want me to put it in that room or not. Otherwise I'm going to get rid of it. You know I mean? It's, it's like, yes, you're going to state the plan. They're going to go, uh-huh. Okay, mom. You know, but then you're going to have to implement the plan. And finally, after 15 texts, then she's going to go, oh, this is the routine. I'm, I'm not saying that that's your daughter. I'm just saying my sons, that's exactly what they would do. But anyway. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects, so many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a BetterHelp therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Next situation to get unstuck. Good morning, Dana. Thank you. It's actually the afternoon as I'm reading this, but Anyway, uh, how do you go about donating a perfect winter coat or sweater in the heat of the summer or shorts and short sleeves when the snow is falling? I often find myself stopped in my tracks before I can even get started decluttering clothing. I live in the suburbs of Chicago. We have definite seasons. I have multiple mixed bags of clothes from my kids and need to work on my own overflowing clothing collection, but I feel guilty making more work for the donation center. I don't have room to store bins of clothing. I'm guessing they don't have room either. So am I just wasting efforts on both ends? Do these clothes get thrown away if they're donated off season? I don't actually know. I don't think so, but I do think they have a plan. Okay. Now I'm sure I will get people who are going to respond to this, who work at places that take donations of clothing. And you can always ask if you want. Okay. But what I, I think there's actually value in me not knowing either. Because I'm just going to tell you the option, you are stuck in keeping it in your house, okay? Like that's the place you don't want to be. You just said you don't have the room for this. 
And so we're going to just say it is not an option to be stuck. Now, the first thing I'm going to tell you with clothing, and I just like literally it came out today as I'm recording this, which is a week before this is going to come out as a podcast. But today I put out a video on YouTube, how to declutter clothing using my no mess decluttering process. Okay. Now I'm not going to go into all that, but I am going to tell you that one of the things I talked about in that video was how those first three steps, which are trash, like damaged clothing, Okay. Uh, easy stuff, stuff that just shouldn't even be in this space or it's in the wrong place or whatever. And duh, like, oh, this obviously just needs to go. Those steps are important. Like the first three steps of the decluttering process is important because they are low stakes and zero emotion. And they're just getting stuff out and it reduces the amount of stuff that you're dealing with, which then reduces the amount of overwhelm that you feel. Even though every book that I write, I want to use the word overwhelm as a noun. And they, the editors always tell me that it's not a noun and I can't use it that way, but I'm using it here because they can't boss me around on my podcast anyway, but it reduces the amount of overwhelm that I feel if overwhelm was actually a noun anyway. So I just want to make sure again, like we were talking about in the last one, are you thinking too far ahead? Are you stuck at the, I haven't done anything yet because I know this is going to be a problem? Or have you gone ahead and started decluttering what you can, what doesn't stop you in your tracks? And then you got to this point, okay? Either way, let's talk about either way. If you are haven't started yet, start with those first three steps. Just start getting stuff out. Get out the stuff that is in season. Get all that. See what kind of stuff that you can reduce. But when it comes to these these items, if it really truly stresses you out that much, call the places where you're donating. I know I I cannot stand making phone calls. Like I would rather do almost anything than make a phone call. And yet so many times phone calls once I make it, once I go through that ugh, dialing, which you don't even really have to dial, I just Google it and then tap the number and it calls it anyway, on my phone. But once I do that, it's like, oh, now I know. And then it's amazing what I can accomplish after I have made the phone call, okay? Or if you can't make the phone call, then I'm going to say, go ahead and donate them. You said it's a perfect winter coat or sweater in the heat of the summer, or shorts and short sleeves when the snow is falling, okay? Go ahead and donate it. I honestly believe that, and, and from the people I have talked to, which I've talked to many, many people, okay? And and I will always, I occasionally have somebody who's like, I work at a place and it, and they want to tell me all their stories of the terrible things that get donated, okay? I'm going to tell you, don't dir- donate dirty things and don't donate trash. Okay. Just don't. All right. But the people, when they actually are listening to what I say and they respond on this or the people who I've interviewed and talked to about this, they want it. Okay. They want your good stuff and they have systems. Like go, if you are obsessing over donating and what's okay to donate, I don't remember the number of the podcast, but it would have been in maybe December of 2018, I no 17, maybe, I don't know. Sorry. I'll try to, Rachel, can you help me find it in the show notes? Anyway, I 
did an interview with someone from Goodwill. And they talked about what they can and can't accept and what they do with things and how that process works. Like they want this place specifically that I was talking to. It could be different other places. They want your single shoes because they recycle all the different parts of the shoes. They want that. And so either make the call or go ahead and donate as long as it is good stuff. Go ahead and donate that because they have a system. For, for how to do that. And I know it's not perfect. I know it's not the ideal situation, but here's the beauty of it. Once you get stuff out of your house, then you're going to be able to do more ideal things. You're going to feel less overwhelmed and you're going to be so much more likely to realize sooner at the right time that it's time to go donate something and you can donate one item here or there. Okay. At, at just the right time. But as long as you are overwhelmed, then you have, you just got to get it out of there. Okay. And here we go. I just re saw what you said in your thing, which is I often find myself stopped in my tracks before I can even get started decluttering clothing. Go ahead and do the things that you can do. You may find that your closet is in so much more manageable when you get rid of the shorts and short sleeves which are easy for you to get rid of because it's the right time of year to do that. Or you're, it's so much more manageable when you get rid of the winter coats and sweaters in the moment when it's okay to do that, when it, when it's the right season for that. I'm sorry, I'm saying it's always okay, but you know what I mean right here, right? But go ahead and do what you can. Don't let yourself get stuck. Don't let yourself get stuck before you even get started because you got to get started. And once you do that, then you're going to, you know, if you have a big box of clothing that is the exact season that it is right now, and you take it to be donated, as you hand the box to them, ask the question, hey, do y'all want um, winter clothes right now? Or whatever is the opposite of when you're doing this. If you can't make the phone call, that's a great option. You can do that. Okay, but don't let yourself get stuck before you even get started. Next one. I tell my 12-year-old son his flat surfaces are too messy and there is too much to fit. He disagrees since the teetering pile has not actually toppled onto the floor and he knows where everything is, even if I don't. I can't argue with that logic. I don't actually care about his room so much as teaching him how to function in life and seeing that we need space to function. Thoughts. Okay, so... On this, um, you know, I mean, either way is fine. You know, like it's bothering you, but you said you don't care about his room, but you do want to teach him these things. So here's, here's where I, here's where the five-step decluttering process comes in. All right. So I came up with this process as someone who saw no problem with teetering piles because I didn't understand that that was what was making it hard to maintain my room. You know, like I didn't understand that having too much stuff was that way. And also I probably would have said the same super logical things to someone who told me your flat surfaces are too messy and there's too much to fit. Those things didn't make sense to me. And also I didn't want anybody, you know, coming in and telling me how to deal with things and what to do with things. And then all my stuff was junk. And so super logical answers, I'm the queen of super logical answers, right? Like super logical excuses. So instead of telling him that together, say, okay, great, but we're going to go through the process anyway, 
Here is a black trash bag and here's a donatable donate box and work through the five steps because the five steps are impersonal and non-emotional. And if you work through the five steps and he has all the exact same stuff on these surfaces as he did when you got started, okay, then maybe at that point you go, oh, wow, okay, he's just going to have to figure this out for himself or whatever, whatever you choose to do as his mom, all right? But I'm going to say most, most likely going through those is going to reduce this. And as he goes through the process that is non-emotional, non-confrontational, as you work through this process together, then he is going to start to understand how much easier it is to deal with his space when he doesn't have so much to fit on there. You know what I mean? Like all those things are just going to happen where you just telling him this isn't working. So work through the process. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So what is the process? Well, the super fast version of that is, is there any trash on here? Let him decide. Okay. And his first reaction may be, no, there's no trash. Okay, well, let's just look for trash just in case, because when a flat surface is piled with stuff, trash magically appears. I mean, it spontaneously comes to life or whatever, you know, I mean, like it just appears. It's just there. And so, okay, that's fine. But can you, you know, move some things around, look around, just make sure that there's no trash and let him be the one who does it. And I know 12 year old son has its own dynamics here. And I get that. And each person has their own dynamics or whatever. But I'm just saying this, this is the way to work through it. Then say, okay, is there anything on here that actually belongs somewhere else? You know, and, and if it's spoons and cups and things like that, then that's where you get to say spoons and cups need to go in the fridge, uh, fridge, (laughs) dishwasher, or, you know, sink or whatever, you know, like, okay, let's, let's get those things out of there. Look for anything that already has an established home somewhere else in the house. It's just not there for whatever reason. You know, so you're just saying, is there anything on here that's easy? Anything that belongs somewhere else? Okay, get those things off. As you do that, this space is going to be a little better, a little less messy. And he's going to start to have an understanding of what is actually here, where before it was just my stuff. Don't mess with my stuff. I like my stuff the way it is. Okay. Because most likely his past experience, this is how it would have been for me before I you know, came up with this process and figured out what works for me and works well with other people uh, is, you know, hey, let's just get all that cleaned off. And and then that's just completely overwhelming because, you know, how do you do that? And also, blah. Um, anyway, 
So number three, is there anything on here that you actually don't need anymore, which is duh clutter. Okay. Like, is there anything in here that we could just stick in the donate box? Okay. No. All right. Let's move to the next thing. And so then you go through and you item by item, the questions are, if you needed this, where would you look for it first? Okay. Now here's where when people ask me, well, what about where, if where I would look for it first is on the messy surface that I'm decluttering. Okay you know, I always say, well, if this space was decluttered, then where would you look for it first? You know, like, cause, cause that your, your goal is to try to get this decluttered. Well, in your situation, he is claiming with 12 year old son logic that he likes everything on this thing. Okay. Okay. You know, so it may not be till kind of down the line that he starts to realize, oh, wow, this is actually, you know, much better. Cause you've just said you don't care. Or about his room, but we're going to teach him this by going through this process. So if you, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? And anything that is not something he would look for on this surface, it needs to go to its home and you take it there now. So just work through things and then, you know, work through the rest of the process, which is, you know, asking the other question. If he doesn't have an answer to the first one, the second question is, uh, if I needed this item, would it ever occur to me that I already had one? All these steps are, you can get in a printable when you sign up for my newsletter at aslobkemsclaim.com slash five, F-I-V-E. Anyway, but if you work through that and then you go on to, okay, we're going to put like things together, which is, you know, part of the implementing the container concept step, which is step five. So the first part of that is putting like things together. So he puts like things together, just doing that, just touching everything, just getting an actual physical understanding of, oh, I've actually got 15 of these items. You know what? Now that I see a big pile of pencils, I realize that actually where I would look first for pencils is in this drawer right here that is, you know, empty, but everything was up here on the pile. So, I mean, like those kinds of things work through the process. That's what's going to help him see these things. That's what's going to help him start to really understand these concepts that are you are wanting him to understand. Because for right now, y'all are speaking different languages, okay? But remember that working through these steps is leading him through the steps. It is not doing it for him and then having him just kind of watch you do. No, I mean, it's like leading him through, meaning you're asking him what trash is because, and I'm saying that because you said, I want to teach him. I don't actually care about his room. Okay. Well then this is how you teach him. And this is the most effective way. Make sense. Okay. Oh, I love this one. I'm expecting my first baby in August. Congratulations. It's now September. And so I'm assuming you already had the baby. So now I feel weird about answering this question, but I'm going to, because it's one of those situations like we talked about. I hope everything worked worked well. Uh, the gifts have already started coming in because she asked this in March. Mostly clothes. I'm worried I will have too much to deal with by the time he gets there. How can I keep the baby clutter under control? So, you know, part of my story is, <laughs> is that I, my big moment of realization that uh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not saying there's something wrong with you. I'm just saying for me, this was my moment of realization was when my kid was, he was either three or four months old. And I was changing his diaper and I looked around his room and his room was a disaster. And I was like, oh, being a stay-at-home mom did not cure my slob, slob problem. And also, um, this is not his fault. It's mine. Okay. So I'm just saying, you know, I understand what you're talking about here and, and your frustration. Here's the thing. 
and this feels weird saying because I know you've already had the baby, but the the reality is that you, speaking to all the other people in this situation, um, you're stuck because you're thinking about the future. You're thinking about what am I going to go ahead and acknowledge that at this age and for the next several years, it's all on you. Okay. So everything is where you would look for it first, as far as clothing, implementing the container concept. What space do I have? Go ahead. And as the gifts come in, the question is, where would I look for this first? And then that's where that goes. All right. Because I'm sure you've already figured this out since he's here. You were worried you will have too much to deal with by the time he gets here. And I think by now you're like, oh my word. I do have too much to deal with, uh, with a baby. So anyway, they're wonderful and it's fun and it's a fleeting, but fun time of life. But yes, do what you can while you can and put things where you would look for it first. Okay. So I really think that's what it comes down to with the whole stuck mentality. Okay. Is the, this is hard. Yes. It's absolutely hard. It is legitimately difficult at that stage of life. But having a plan is everything. What's the plan? Put things in the place where you would look for it first. Baby clothes are new to you. You have not had a baby before. You said this is your first baby. Being a mom, all this is new. So have a plan and this is the plan, okay? Like this is the plan because when you have a plan, then you can work toward accomplishing that plan in whatever amount of time you have in the moment. Okay, that means you can put away four outfits. You can do one load of baby clothes in the, was it draft or whatever that you put it in? I don't know what y'all use now, but you can do one load of baby clothes and put those things in the place where you would look for it first. You can open up three gifts that came in and take them to the place where you would look for them first because you have a plan. Okay. And that's the way to get unstuck is to say, I know this works. It may not be perfect. I may have read a bunch of magazines that gave me all these amazing ideas. And yet in reality, if I will just take it to the place where I look for it first, that's something I can do right now. Okay. And that helps you get unstuck. Okay. Next question. If my answer to where would I take it first That's not my question. Let's be clear. My question is not where would I take it first? My question is where would I look for it first if I needed it? Okay, so make sure that you do that. Um, Okay, but anyway, I know I'm criticizing the question, but I think it's really important because when you start asking yourself, where would I take this? That is not the same question, okay? And where would I look for this first is the question. Okay, so her question is, if if my answer to where would I take it first is a place I envision I need to put it Once that space is cleared out, but the items are things that I still need to access now, what to do? This is a combination of curriculum, papers, and books for myself and the whole family. It's just so much and difficult to go through when I know I need to access it, but I really don't have a place to take it to right now. Okay, so I'm going to give you the boiled down version that feels messy in real life, but you have to keep reminding yourself the simple answer, okay? You are not in a simple situation. That's why you're stuck because it feels so overwhelming. You feel the noun of overwhelm, right? But really, I mean, like you feel overwhelmed because you are in a legitimately difficult situation. You got a lot of stuff and there's stuff in all the places, all right? 
So to get unstuck, focus in on this strategy, even when it feels weird and it feels difficult and it feels complicated. All right. When you ask yourself the question, where would I look for this first? Take it there now. This word, a place I envision, I need to put, don't, we're not going to envision anything because I imagine and envision all sorts of things that are not reality. Like when I'm just saying, oh, I think this room is this. I think the things I have here, I think this is what I'm going to have to deal with later. That's not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with reality. And the only way to deal with reality is to take it there now. Okay. So where would I look for this first? First place that pops in your head and then actually take it there now. When you get there, if there is other stuff there, taking up the space that you need for this, all you do is you create the space for this item, the imperfect space for this item, but you're going to put it in the place where you would look for it first, imperfectly. Okay. That means let's say that this place has books and papers and curriculum and the thing that you would look, I think I keep hitting my microphone, sorry. The thing that you would look for first in this space is a fishbowl. I don't know why that just came in my head. So when I would look first, when I pulled a fishbowl out of the other space I was decluttering, and then I brought it to this space that is the place where I would look first for a fishbowl, and in that place is curriculum, papers, and books, what can I remove from this space that is ideally either trash or duh clutter that would create enough space for this fishbowl. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to go, oh, those four books right there are books that my kids are too old for. And if I remove those four books, I'm going to have enough room for this fishbowl. Does that mean you're going to have a fishbowl in with curriculum and papers and books? Well, that's where you would look for it first. So yeah, yeah, you are. It's not going to be perfect, but you haven't made it any worse because you took those four books back to the donate, donatable donate box that was in the place where you found the fishbowl, right? Okay. So you're creating the space. That's all I'm doing. All I'm going to do is I'm going to create space in this place where I would look for it first or, or you get there. And you realize, okay, I've got to make room for this fishbowl because I am focusing on the simplest solution here because I, that's the only way to get unstuck. And you're holding the fishbowl and you look in that cabinet and you go, okay, what can I remove to make room for this fishbowl? Wait a minute. Why do we have a fishbowl? We had fish a long time ago. I'm never doing that again. My kids didn't take care of it. Man, it ended up stinking when they didn't clean the bowl out in time. And then I had to clean it out and blah, blah. And you go, wait a minute. I don't actually need this fishbowl. But as long as it is a th- something that you're envisioning instead of actually going there and actually doing what you need to do, removing something to create room for the fishbowl, then you keep it. When in reality, once you get there and you're forced to say, I have to create room for this, you realize, wait a minute, this is not worth creating room for. And then it goes. And that's how you really make actual decluttering progress in your house. It's not ideal. It's not perfect. 
it's not the way they're going to do it on some sort of a, you know, show on TV unless I ever got a show. But I'm just saying it's not dramatic. It's not what you want, but it's the way you make progress. It's the way that you get unstuck. And that is stick with the simple solution and carry through on that simple solution. Okay. All right. Um, I think I have time for one more. I've decluttered and organized 90% of my house. Yay for you. Uh, but every day it still looks like the house threw up. That's disgusting. No. <laughs> But I know, I know I can envision what you're talking about there. Okay. My husband and I have been working on developing tidy habits in ourselves, but nothing we have tried has been successful in getting our four teenagers to ever remember to put anything back away. Do you have any tips for helping teens foster a habit of cleaning up after themselves? So I was the teenager and am the, I'm not a teenager and am the 48 year old who remembering is not the thing that works well for me. Like I you would think that someone who has written books and does this for a living and talks about it all the time would not randomly set things down without realizing that she's doing it, that you would think I would remember. And so tips for helping them remember? No, I don't have that. I don't have that as a human and I don't have it as a mother for sure of teenagers because I know that's a big challenge. So for me and for the many people that I teach this way and for my kids, what we do is we have a designated five-minute pickup time. Not that I tell them you have to remember to do a five-minute pickup at some point during the day, okay? There are other things that I tell them to remember, whatever, but like that that's not how, how it works. I just say it's time for a five-minute pickup and I set the timer and it's hard in the beginning, especially when they're teenagers, okay? Because they're, again, like we talked about before, they're just going to hope that you finally give up and forget this new kick that you have on this. Okay. But it's, it's that five minute pickup. That's how you, I mean, if your house is decluttered and organized, but at the end of every day, but every day it looks like your house threw up the five minute pickup is the answer. I I mean, it just is, you know, and, and it's going to be directing them through that. It's going to be encouraging through that, even though you're not going to be like smiling, encouraging, but you know what I mean as a mom of teenagers, right? So helping them through that, that's what you're doing here, okay, is designating this is a five-minute pickup. We're all home right now. We're doing a five-minute pickup. I don't want to hear from anybody. We're just doing it. I really do mean five minutes. Pick things up and put them away, okay? That's how you combat the lack of remembering to just do it on its own. Now, here's the thing. The more that you do the five-minute pickup and the more they are having to pick up and go put away the same exact thing every single day, the more likely they are to not set it down in the future. Can't guarantee it. But they're more likely to do that on a consistent basis when they've had to take this definite, you know, five minutes of of working on this for however much time. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I felt like that got a little weird and rambly. Okay, I'm going to stop there. And... I hope that was helpful. Uh, If you would like to ask questions uh, that will be answered after the baby is born, um, (laughs) just go to the show notes for this. I think this was 344, wasn't it? Anyway, you can just go to the show notes and we will link to that form there. All right. I think that's it. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.